Hi, I'm Cecilia Poulain, mother of two, ex-lawyer, ex-banker, writer, singer, creator of one-woman shows, international coach for professional women, international keynote speaker, breaker of conventions, and believer in creativity and the power of the feminine in all of us to change the world. Welcome to Diary of a Writer, where I talk about how I write and read some of what I write. I really hope you enjoy it, and that it encourages you to develop your own creativity in whatever form that may take. I haven't recorded an episode for a few days because I've been doing a lot of restructuring, rewriting and thinking. And um, so now I have about uh, 10 sections in, in the book. No, I've got 17 sections. Um, and there's one section in particular that I've been working on and trying to get into getting it, get into shape. And I chose this section because it's the shortest, <laughs> so it's the easiest. And I figure that if I can get at least this section into shape or in, in some semblance of shape, then that'll give me um, uh, confidence to, to go forward and start working on some of the other sections. So the section I chose was time. So this this is the, these, these are episodes that I have recorded before, but now I've pulled them all together into one coherent text. So this is this is where I'm up to. Does how we imagine time make a difference to how we experience it? In other words, is our experience, the way that we live, impacted out by our mental representation of time? I have different mental representations of time for different contexts. I have one mental representation for my lifeline and the lifelines of everybody and of everything. I imagine lifelines in the same way as I imagine numbers. And I have completely different mental representations for history and for the creation of space and for, and for years. For me, lifelines and numbers start at zero, then go in a straight line up to ten. Negative numbers are before zero, but they are very hazy. If I had to put a direction on it, I would say the line that starts at zero goes north. At 10, it curves around to the right, towards the east, 20 and 100. After 150 or so, the line does another right angle and heads south into the thousands, millions and billions, out into eternity. And it looks like eternity, like endless space. In other words, in this context, time looks like three sides of a rectangle with a very short first side, a slightly longer second side, and an immense third side with no end to it. So for each of us, we are born at zero. At ten, the line tur- turns east into adolescence and then heads straight towards a hundred. My my representation of time in the context of history looks completely different. It is also linear, but it starts in the north and heads south. 
It then sweeps around the curve in the 15th or 16th century after the Dark Ages and heads east into the 20th century. The future then continues straight on without diverging. I'm having trouble imagining that we are in 2023 and more than a fifth of a way through the 21st century. It still looks to me as though we are right at the beginning, just after the enormous landmark that is the year 2000. When I imagine the Big Bang, it is completely outside my linear representation of time. It is out there somewhere in space, along with the creation of the solar system and the Earth 4.5 billion years ago. And when I imagine a year, I imagine it as dead straight from January to December. Linear time for each of us, and for history, ends in death. A straight line with a beginning and an end. Nothingness before the beginning. Nothingness after the end. The future in linear time isn't looking so great. Do other people have the same linear representation of time as me? It would be impossible for me to imagine it any other way. But what if I thought of time as circular instead? Circles are so much softer than lines. They are, by definition, rounder, more feminine. Lines make me think of spears and absolutes, of fences and boundaries, of one thing separated from another, whereas circles can roll around, bump into each other and jostle about. There is so much more movement in circles. If history is circular... The Big Bang is perhaps not the beginning, but one event among many. The Big Bang in the centre. Something that happened before. Something that will happen again. Leaving the possibility, even the probability, that another Big Bang will occur in the centre of time, eventually. Perhaps the most logical way of thinking in circular time is to start with the smallest units, not the largest. Not the Big Bang, but each second, minute and hour. On a clock, time is so clearly circular, even if that particular circularity is human-made. And everything about each day is circular. The earth turning on its axis, the sun and the moon rising and setting, morning turning into midday, evening and night, over and over again. Circles within circles, all around us. If I imagine each day as a circle, then perhaps each day is less about ensuring that this day is better than the day before, that I have achieved a little more, earned a little more, become a little more accomplished, taken one more step towards retirement and death, and more about living this one precious day. Tomorrow will be different. Not better, not worse, just different. I will be a little older, a little wiser, a little faster, a little slower. If today is just different from yesterday and from tomorrow, why not use today to play, to have fun, to love, to create, to appreciate, 
to lie in the warm prickly grass and look up into the blue of the sky, to feel the rain on my face, to hold my children tight in my arms. And what if I imagine the years as circular, each season inevitable, a logical consequence? Each year rolling around as the earth rolls around the sun. Each season coming around at the time at which it will inevitably come around. If I see human history as a circle rather than a line, perhaps this too can give me hope. In this visual representation, revolutions and wars will eventually turn into times of peace until revolutions and wars come around again. They are simply part of the cycle. Bad times come. Good times will follow. The cycles may be long or short. Human nature is neither good or bad. It shows different sides of itself depending on the circumstances. If time is round, perhaps we are not heading for a final cataclysmic apocryphal end to all things, but simply towards events that will occur then roll around to allow other, different events to occur. And if our lives were circles, we start from nothingness, we become somethingness, we return to nothingness. We start helpless, we grow into the fullness of our capacities, we end helpless. Our bodies are created from life, we return to the earth to create more life. Surely this changes how we view death, not as the end of the line with nothingness beyond, but as a normal, natural part of the cycle. Our death allowing other life forms to be birthed, not dust to dust, ashes to ashes, but life allowing life, allowing life, being folded back into the earth, into the cycle of things, the way things were meant to be. We are necessarily reincarnated, not necessarily by our soul passing into another body, but our body, like the body of any other living thing that dies, as part of the cycle of death, begetting life, begetting death, begetting life. Instead of seeing time as a line or a circle, we could also see it as a point, as a dot, as the here and now. Time is the tiny dot of here now. Here and now brings laser focus. As I put my pen to the piece of paper in my notebook, as I wait for my thoughts to come, all I can do is to be in the here and now, focused on the task at hand. The here and now excludes regret and rumination about the past and worry about the future. But the tiny dot of the here and now also feels restrictive insignificant. My possibilities feel limited and it excludes reliving moments of joy or satisfaction. If I'm away from my garden, it gives me immense pleasure to remember how beautiful the magenta pink sage looks against the abelia in flower in the hedge behind. This memory fills me with joy and with anticipation for the time of year when both the sage and the abelia will be in flower again. A universe of time feels extraordinarily expansive, allowing for immense abundance and infinite possibility. 
It feels incredible to think of time as a universe. But I could get lost in the universe of time. There is abundance, but also such vast emptiness. Perhaps time can be seen as sediment, as layers of earth or sand one on top of the other, building up second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, to create that thing that is our life. Or as a sculpture of unformed clay that gradually takes form until, at the moment at which we die, it is complete. So many different ways of imagining time. I wonder how it would be to play with our image of time, to choose the image which in that particular moment best serves us. Is it a moment in which I require a laser focus on the task in front of me, or in which I want all my senses to be open to the magnificence of what is happening right here, right now? Or is it a moment in which it is useful to pull the past back from the past and re-examine it in the light of the present? Or is it a moment in which it is useful to see time as a circle, in which nothing is definitive, in which everything will come around again if we wait for long enough, all part of a cycle? A circle is enclosed, so there is nothing to worry about. A circle will simply carry us along. Unlike a line, it is very easy to fall off a line, and a point requires such an intensity of concentration. How can we stand stably on a point? We can only teeter on one tiny toe, risking falling off into the abyss at any moment. Perhaps the most useful way of seeing time is as a little sphere that I carry around with me, that I can choose to expand or shrink as I require, depending how much abundance or safety I require at that particular moment. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of A Diary of a Writer. I'm running an absolutely free group coaching session on the 9th of May at 6.30pm Central European Time. This session is part of my Dancing Days series where we dig deep on a particular emotion. We have already danced with fear and with anger, and this time we're going to be dancing with joy. If you have ever felt miserable, and wondered how to have more joy in your life, you will find this session to be of enormous benefit. Check out the Dancing Days Dancing with Joy page on my website, www.ceciliapoulin.com. I would love it if you could join us. Thank you so much for listening.